there he is. And there they are. And we're back with another episode of The Fantasy Flock. It's your boy, The Fantasy Doctor, Capital Theory. What's up, Steve? Your boy, Cards in Charge. That's right. Uh, ready to kick it off today. And of course, don't forget to use our Trade Disputer. Go right to FantasyFlock.com, click on the Trade Disputer button, and get your trades disputed today. You know why? Because we're going to dispute them trades. Of course, we actually have one on air that we're gonna we're gonna answer at the end of the show. And if you just have any general questions as well, jump right on to fantasyflock.com and just click on the ask a question. Like for example, what did you do today, Steve? Well, uh, yeah, I had actually a really busy day. I was working full time, but during my lunch break today, uh, I I did uh, do a little bit of tanning. I went outside and tanned. Doing some tanning in yeah. sunny Central Florida, which is obviously where we're based. So when you, when you go tanning, what do you do? You bring the towel, the oil, like, like how does it work? I'm fortunate enough to have a generally pretty free uh, backyard. And what I mean by that is I don't have any nosy neighbors. Uh, I actually tanned in the nude today. What did you say? You have all female neighbors? I, I, I do have female neighbors. I tanned in the nude. I'm, I'm going to put it out there that I went outside October 1st during my lunch break. I work from home and I, I tanned butt naked. There you go, Mr. Brown Cheeks in the booth. Carge is in charge of making sure there's no tan lines anywhere that there, there shouldn't be. Carge is in charge and at large in the backyard. I love it. And here's the big thing. So I, w- I was thinking about it before I went out there, and my next-door neighbor, she's probably like late 40s, early 50s, and if she was peeking out the window, she could probably see my, my big white ass uh, <laughs> just kind of hanging out. Hey, man, that's when you tell her she doesn't look a page over 30. And I was thinking, you know, maybe she, you know, snaps a picture, shows the other neighbors, or I don't know, maybe she takes care of herself. I'm not sure what's going to happen with my next door neighbor. I don't know, man. Maybe your, uh, your ass will be all over uh, the Orlando Google search this week. I know. I was hoping I'd make a, a Facebook upload or something, but uh, I, I have a crazy idea. What if we talk about some football? Oh, oh, that's right. We are the fantasy flock. Fantasy flock, flock. So does that mean you want to get right into the news and notes? Let's get right into these news and notes. That's what I like to call N squared. All right. So obvious news that we have is that Big Ben is out four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, my expectation is it's going to be uh, the later part of that meeting, it's going to probably be six weeks. If it's a little bit longer, sure. I'm not surprised. Agreed. I mean, this is a guy who uh, went through a windshield and came back and played. So he is tough. Uh, so, you know, six weeks, I think, is a reasonable expectation. But, you know, we do need to talk about what this does to the rest of the Pittsburgh Steelers team. Um, you know, for Le'Veon Bell, I'm not so sure that it impacts him at all. But tell me what you think about Antonio Brown. Well, I think with Antonio Brown, it probably puts him at about 70% of what he was, meaning maybe he takes a 30% hit in terms of overall points without him. I still think that'll be he'll be a big target. Um, if you remember uh, in preseason week three, Michael Vick hit a 63-yard bomb to Martavis Bryant, who comes back next week. And we haven't seen the Steelers in regular season with Martavis Bryant, so maybe that actually puts a dent in Antonio Brown a little bit as well. Um, overall, Antonio Brown is still a top five guy week in and week out. I think Le'Veon Bell, if anything, a slight notch on him. But at the end of the day, Le'Veon Bell is a safe play. Antonio Brown's a safe play. Don't, don't go crazy here. So where do you put Mike Vick in the mix of all this? I mean, does he all of a sudden become a top 10 quarterback? Absolutely not. We, we are seeing a very old Mike Vick. He himself said this may be his last chance to start. However, he could be a guy who goes off for a big week here and there. 
I'm not putting it past him. He has a really good matchup tonight against the Ravens. We'll see. If he, if he throws a couple touchdowns and starts feeling it, people who have had the talent can't feel that talent again. Yeah, Mike Vick, he's got a good deep ball, which holds well for Antonio Brown. But your assessment of downgrading him about 30% spot on. And I'm really excited to see Mike Vick against the third worst defense tonight against the Baltimore Ravens. And maybe the third worst team in the league right now. Yeah, they're not too good. Um, so that's it uh, for, for Pittsburgh. Anything else you want to add? I, lo- I love the Martavis Bryant. What are your expectations going forward with him? I think Martavis Bryant is going to make the Steelers really, really hard to guard. I think he's a great receiver. I think he spreads the defense. I think he's really, really fast. And in preseason, he looked like the man. And if you put him alongside Antonio Brown and a sure-handed guy like Keith Miller in the middle, not to mention Le'Veon Bell, if they could you know, get some wins with Michael Vick, when Ben Roethlisberger comes back, watch out for Pittsburgh. Yeah, speaking of Heath Miller, one guy I forgot to mention, drop him. He's not rosterable. He's not the tight end you want to have. Especially without Ben Roethlisberger. He may resurface for a, a stream once Roethlisberger comes back. Yeah, if anyone took the biggest hit in this offense without Ben Roethlisberger, it's Heath Miller. Uh, you know, one thing I always look for with receivers is that they have a rapport mm-hmm. with their quarterbacks. And Bryant has a great rapport with, with Mike, Mike Vick. We saw it in the offseason. So here's my thing with Heath Miller. Between him and Big Ben... You know, there's no trust issues. With him and Michael Vick, there's a lot of rust issues. Michael Vick's going to be playing with rust. There's no rapport there. Drop Heath Miller 100%. Yeah, and on to news in Philadelphia. First of all, you need to be aware, especially for DFS, that the Philadelphia-Washington game, it might not be played this week. There is a, a hurricane, Category 4, that's coming that way. So there's a chance this game might not be played this week. And that could absolutely impact your DFS plays. Yeah, even though DeMarco Murray has been practicing in full and he looks like he's a, he's a good thing to go, um, the game may not be a good thing to go. So Yeah, um, and if you remember back to week three, DeMarco Murray practiced in full. This is the first time this week he practiced in full, mm-hmm. but he also did it in week three. And... You know, all of a sudden, come Sunday, we found out DeMarco Murray ruled out. So, so, so I have a guy? question for you, Steve. If, if the game does play this weekend and the hurricane does not affect this game, what do you expect the split to be between Mar- DeMarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, and Darren Sproles? Well, I'm not convinced that DeMarco Murray is even going to play this week. Okay. Uh, but if he does play, I think that we'll see uh, DeMarco Murray probably get 12 carries, Ryan Matthews 8, and Darren Sproles maybe around eight as well. Sure. It's, it's going to be a timeshare. Uh, if DeMarco Murray's not playing, which is, you know, a possibility, as I said, I think Ryan Matthews is the guy. He did have 24 carries for 108 yards and two catches for 20 yards and a receiving touchdown last last week. So the guy's a stud. I also think he probably took a few more carries away from Murray. In the previous games, we didn't see him get more than like four or five rushes so that look for that to double i will say one thing about that game in general if it does play i do expect this could be a breakout week for sam bradford this could be a breakout week for philadelphia's offense to really really get on track they started to look a lot better against the jets last week yeah this is a great buy low offense if you want to buy low on sam bradford or maybe someone dropped him take a shot on him he's still got some value uh obviously jordan matthews uh, guy that we want to have on our team. But moving on to New Orleans. Speaking of hurricanes. Yeah, uh, Breeze did take uh, the first team reps today, and he's saying his shoulder feels good. Now, when I looked at the game last week, I was actually pretty impressed with what Luke McCown did. So 
why not hold Breeze out one more week? I mean, what, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, here's the thing. If Drew Brees comes into your office and you're in charge of making this decision and Drew Brees says he's good to play, what are you going to say to him? Yeah, I'm probably going to go with him, uh, despite how good Luke McCown did. Uh, you know, It does make me wonder about guys like Brandon Cook. Does he get the volume this week? But moving on to Indianapolis, Andrew Luck is still nursing a, a, a small shoulder injury. Uh, what do you think? Is this anything to be concerned about? Well, I think uh, Andrew Luck, uh, he will play. I, I do think he will play. I'm confident in that. Um, they have a decently favorable matchup against the Jaguars. I'm not very concerned with the injury. Uh, more news out of there. Andre Johnson says he'll be a bigger part of the offense going forward. I think he's, he's almost droppable at this point. However, when Eli Manning said last week that Ruben Randall is going to be a bigger part of the offense, he went off, and we said that he was droppable. So it's really hard to tell. That's true. Andre Johnson, he's done. He's dead to me. He looks done. Drop him. Listen, he's old, and he's reached his peak. And Dante Moncrief is... He got Moncrief. ...is much more talented. He's a much more talented receiver. At this stage in your career, absolutely. And we also have, of course, Dwayne Allen returning to practice. That's... That's good news for the team. Not so good for fantasy owners. If you own Coney, Colby Fleener, you know you got to downgrade him a little bit. Uh, probably not startable. Yeah, in, I don't in know if leagues. Fleener or or Allen are startable this week because you no. just don't know who's going to show up. And the Colts haven't looked like who we expected yet. Maybe I start uh, Dwayne Dwayne uh, Allen in maybe a standard league because you know he does produce touchdowns, but I don't trust sure. him. Yeah, I mean that's a really deep reach. Uh, and, you know, over to Houston, there's some optimism that Arian Foster will start this week. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? You think he's going to start? It's kind of 50-50 right now? Well, uh, you know, even though Alfred Blue has looked pretty good, um, he looked really, really good last week against Tampa. He it, did. He had like 31 rushes for uh, over 130 yards. It was good. It was Tampa. And that's my thing. So as a Buccaneers fan, I know our defense isn't that good. And I will say that Houston got a win in that game. They're very much alive in that division. If Arian Foster is good to play, you play Arian Foster. And maybe you, maybe you take down a team like Atlanta, who's really hot right now. Maybe you catch them. Yeah, Atlanta could easily be 1-2. If you go back in, into a couple of their games, they're not as good as their record is, in my opinion. They allow a lot of production to their running back position. Look what they did with Randall last week. Yeah, but I do think that Blue's going to be the guy. So a couple weeks back, Houston said that they're not going to start uh arian foster until he puts in a full week of practice i don't know just a gut feeling tells me arian foster will not start this week if blue happens to be out there on your waiver wire which he probably isn't uh go ahead and snag him He's I, I, I think the situation i think the situation is 50 50 though i think it's you really need to monitor it throughout the week because it really will make a big uh a big difference depending on who you want to play and if an arian foster could go with him you just never know Agreed. And moving on to Buffalo, Sammy Watkins and LaShawn McCoy most likely out this week. Sure. It's going to be a really big surprise if either one of these guys start. I'm pretty sure McCoy is going to be out. Sammy Watkins, I'll put like maybe like a 70-30 or I'm sorry, a 30-70 chance that he starts. Sure. But, you know, and this might be the only time I say this, but Percy Harvin's the wide receiver that you want to start there. So on the season, he's gone. Uh, he's caught 16 of his 18 targets for 192 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good flex option. If you need, a, if you're desperate at the flex option, let's go ahead and plug him in. If there's a week you're going to play Percy Harvin, it's, it's this week. Absolutely. And Sammy Watkins, he's only been averaging eight points per game. 
That's pretty low for a guy that was drafted as high as him. It's pretty low for him. He did. He did. He was off to a good start before he got hurt this past week. Um, I think Sammy Watkins, when he's healthy, he'll turn it back on. And it's an, another thing that you guys need to monitor. You need to see because if Sammy Watkins plays, Percy Harvin becomes less of a good play. And onto Atlanta, Julio Jones is dealing with a toe and hamstring issue. Uh, I'm not really too concerned about it. Uh, does it downgrade him a little bit for me in DFS? Give it in his price point, sure. He's a must-start if he's on your your fantasy team. Uh, and also, just some news and something to monitor that Devontae Freeman was limited in practice today. I think that he'll be a full go. But also, you know, if you're a Freeman owner, I know he's coming off of a mega week, but the Houston Rundy is actually really good. They yeah, keep keep going. Yeah, they've actually allowed uh, zero touchdowns on the season. They've allowed only three point six yards per carry and averaged only seventy six yards per game. So, you know, Freeman's despite last week not that good. Devontae Freeman is actually my do not start. He's my sit of the week. He had a great week last week. If if those of you who uh, play fan the daily fantasy cash in on him, congratulations. I actually did myself. Really happy about that. With that being said. I am totally just not 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 dealing with him this week. He's not going to have a good week. Houston will shut him down. But Julio Jones, that injury, he, Julio Jones is a Dwayne Wade of football. He plays hurt. By the end of every game, he's limping, but that's after 200 yards receiving. Well, let me ask you this. Do you start Devontae Freeman or Jeremy Hill? I start Jeremy Hill, and I don't think about it. Yeah, so I still think, me, I start Freeman. Uh, and the reason I do start Freeman is because he will catch a few balls out of the backfield. I'm just saying, like, don't expect the world from him. Like, 15 fantasy points in a PPR is probably his upside. Sure. Uh, the word out of Cincinnati is that, you know, they will play uh, Giovanni Bernard when, when they're down. And there have been weeks where they've been down in these games, and Giovanni Bernard's in the game, and they come back and win. But I expect uh, Jeremy Hill to actually have a bounce-back week this week. Absolutely. And uh, on to the New York Jets. Chris Ivory practiced in full today. So that's really good news for Chris Ivory owners. But I think Bilal Paul is still going to have a role. And Ivory has proven time and time again that he's not a guy that plays well with, with an injury. Sure. He was listed as the starter last week, and he screwed over a lot of fantasy owners. Yeah. But a guy who does play well with an injury that we saw on Monday night is Ed Lacey. So, you know, it, it's important when you're evaluating players, you know, who could play well with an injury, who can't. And I put Chris Ivory in that uh, that slot of a guy who can't play well with an injury. So if I have a better option at running back, I'm going to take it this week. And uh, I think you said Decker was limited, right? Well, e- Eric Decker is, is limited right now. Um, if he starts, I think he's a pretty good start against Miami um, for a wide receiver two or a flex. Um, but don't expect, don't expect the best game out of him and don't expect him to be 100%. And Jonathan Stewart did not practice in Carolina today. No surprise. He's dealing with an injury, and uh, I think it's a knee injury. And actually, I'm thinking he's not going to play this week. So if that's the case, all of you Cameron Artist Payne owners out there, get ready to start him. He went for, like, I think six carries for nine yards last week, which wasn't too impressive. But if he doubles that, he's in double digits. Exactly. I mean, if he doubles that, he might outpace Jonathan Stewart, what he's done over three games. So Cameron Otis Payne, a guy that you want to have on your bench right now, monitor that situation. Elshon Jeffrey in Chicago, limited in practice. And uh, Jay Cutler, it sounds like he might play this week. Yeah, if Jay Cutler plays this week, I think that it uh, definitely gives Chicago some sort of a boost. I mean, 
guys like Martellus Bennett, who look like really big guys uh, this week for Daily Fantasy, really good guys to start. Um, because Oakland gives up touchdowns to every tight end that they play, it definitely benefits guys like him. Because Jay Cutler loves Martellus Bennett, it's still early in the season. Um, if Alshon Jeffrey does play, Jay Cutler being there really helps him out. But here's an interesting thing to, to note. If Jimmy Clausen plays, 45% of his throws on the Bears have been to Alshon Jeffrey when Alshon Jeffrey's in the game with him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so giant question mark over Alshon Jeffrey. Giant question mark over Jay Cutler. I don't I don't know. I can't even give it an odd. Jay Cutler said, if I can get back, I'll be back. Well, Kristen Cavallari has said that he's, uh, he's, he's, he's looking like his old self again in bed. So maybe he could transfer that to the field. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, Jay, if you want to come tanning with me, uh, you know, I could use a, a little partner in crime. Here. Well, Cutler up. Yeah. So uh, another news in Miami, Jordan Cameron limited in practice. Not worried about that. He's going to start. Uh, he's a very low end. He's like a tight end two type of uh, I, I play just, right now. I just don't like Jordan Cameron anymore. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just don't like him. I don't. I don't trust him. He, exactly. He's he's injury plagued. I mean, if he's out there on the waiver wire, which I've seen in a couple of leagues, go ahead and snag him. He's worth a flyer. Uh, but you know, yeah, you can't expect the world from him. Now, here's some actually some big news that just came down the wire about an hour and a half ago. Doug Martin didn't practice today due to a knee injury. I do not think he's going to play. Go ahead and snag Charles Sims off the the waiver wire. He was getting 51% of the carries before. He was. Now it's looking like 80 to 90% of the carries. Doug Martin, I would say 70% chance he does not play this week. Yeah, if you're desperate at running back, Charles Sims is a pretty good start. They're playing against a good defense in Carolina. Um, I don't expect Charles Sims to have some sort of monster game. If you need a running back to play and he's available, pick him up. Yeah, I I like the matchup. Um, Charles Sims, a great running back two option this week. Uh, And then Deshaun Jackson in Washington. He didn't practice, not expected to play. I do expect him to come back next week, He wants to play. He wants it. He does. He does. And he notoriously comes back early from injuries. This is not the case this time. Which is okay. I mean, give him another week off, and, and then he should come back to Deshaun Jackson form. I mean, if Mike Shanahan were still there, he'd probably let him play. But Absolutely. Absolutely. Victor Cruz. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Victor Cruz. I'm going to let you chime in on this. Uh, Victor Cruz, uh, he's the type of guy, when he does come back, whether it's this week, whether it's next week, whether it's three weeks from now, we don't really know. He obviously wants to play. People who, who said that they've seen him in preseason, they said he was running routes. I think they're being very, very safe about this. Uh, the Giants organization, that is. But here's the thing. When he comes back, I don't see any immediate impact. I don't see any, any anything huge. Ruben Randall looked a lot better last game with seven catches. Odell Beckham is the man. And it's going to take a while for Eli to rebuild a rapport with Victor Cruz. So when do you think Victor Cruz will come back? And for fantasy purposes, do you roster him? <sighs> I mean, my teams are really good, so he doesn't make my roster. But he's, he's rosterable. Yeah, for me, he's not rosterable uh, unless you're in like a 14-team league and you're looking for some upside. The Giants were testing out guys like Wes Welker. Uh, that gives me a lot of concern saying that, hey, I don't think Victor Cruz is going to be back anytime soon. I know they just released Parker as well. Victor Cruz thinks he's playing this week, though. Victor Cruz will not play this week. Uh, on to Arizona, John Brown and uh, Andre Ellington both limited in practice. John Brown I'm not too concerned about. Andre Ellington, uh, interesting story. Uh, I don't think that uh, this running back situation's uh, looking good because Arian said that when Ellington comes back, that Chris Johnson's still going to get 
a bulk of the carries as well. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, a few weeks ago, and this is this is maybe before uh, the the first game of the season. There was talks that they're actually looking at making Andre Ellington a third down passing back before he got hurt, and. There was talks about that. They wanted to split time with Chris Johnson and David Johnson and then go to Andre Ellington for third down passing downs. Chris Johnson had a really nice catch for a touchdown last week. Um, if, I'm, if I'm looking at this situation, I don't feel comfortable starting any of them. No. And, and David Johnson may be the most talented of the bunch, but it's a year too early. It is a year too early. It's, this is a three-headed monster. Even if Ellington does play this week, I'm not starting him comfortably. Uh, and, and I encourage no one to to do the to start him. Why don't you go ahead and you, you just got to sell low. I mean, just get rid of him. Get him off your team. Try to trade him for someone because it's just going to cause you headaches going going forward. Real fast, just to some confusion. I had said that Victor Cruz thinks he's playing this week. Official word is he is officially out. And that's not officially out, like officially in for Tevin Coleman last week, Steve. But that's officially out. Like he's not playing. Yeah, so uh, so on to other things. I want to I want to talk to our Doctor DFS. So Doctor DFS is in the house, Doctor Kaplan. Let's let's have it. Well, Doctor Kaplan is here for your daily flocks of the week, and this is going to be a weekly segment. We're talking about daily fantasy sports through the DraftKings app. So this is the PPR DraftKings daily fantasy sports segment, daily flocks of the week. We're going to start this week with week four. These are some daily plays. I'm going to go position by position, a couple players that you should play. And I'm thinking about big tournaments mostly here. If you want to play big tournaments and try and win some big money, this is what it's all about. At quarterback, right now, only 4% owned in DFS is Aaron Rodgers. He is the most expensive guy on the market. Spend the money on Aaron Rodgers. He's playing against the 49ers, who are just atrocious. Wow, he's only 4% owned. Only 4% owned. Now, you could look at guys like Derek Carr, who have a really good matchup and are really cheap at $5,300 against the Bears, but he's 24% owned. So you're not getting the equity. If you play Aaron Rodgers, you can save your money elsewhere, and I'm going to show you where. Aaron Rodgers is my number one play at quarterback for big tournaments. If you do, however... If you're like, you know what, Aaron Rodgers had a big week last week. I don't think he does it again. If you want to play someone else and go on the cheap and spend money elsewhere, how about Blake Bortles at $5,100 against the Colts defense who looks atrocious and makes every opposing quarterback look good? So you like those double Bs, huh? Tell, tell, tell me why. I want to hear more. I'm used to double Ds. However, this week, those double Bs, UCF Knights, 0-4 now. The UCF Knights, I mean, they just get worse and worse, but Blake Bortles is actually getting better and better. He played against the Patriots last week. The Patriots may be the best team in the NFL. Um, I expect them to bounce back against a very, very weak Indianapolis Colts defense. And I I don't expect this to be a blowout type of game. I expect this to actually be a a high-scoring shootout. The Colts will win in the end. Blake Bortles could get a lot of fantasy points. Love it, love it. So uh, let me ask you. I'm just going to throw you a, a random question here. Who's your sneaky P of the week? I mean, stanky P. No, sneaky P. Who's your sneaky P of the week? If you're digging deep, last week I, I dug, dug really deep. I called out Kenny Britt. He had an okay game for a guy that you're only paying $3,000 for. Sure. But who's your sneaky, sneaky piece of the week? My $3,000 pick of the week is that receiver, Ty Montgomery in Green Bay. Okay, Devontae Adams is not playing this week. He's officially out too. Ty Montgomery is playing. I think he's definitely the second most talented receiver in Green Bay. This could be his rookie breakout campaign. 
Now, listen to this. If you have Aaron Rodgers and Ty Montgomery and they hook up for two touchdowns, you're going to be ahead of a lot of people. That's a hookup that you want to have. He is my Stanky P, Daily Flock, Week 4, Player of the Week. Another guy to look out for at receiver actually is Leonard Hankerson in Atlanta. Oh, Hanky. Now, Roddy White has essentially lost that role. Hankerson is number two in Atlanta, and Julio Jones is battling with a couple injuries. Listen, Houston's past defense isn't that good. Play Leonard Hankerson this week for $3,700. He could be a boomer bust type of guy, a guy that you could, you could win one of these big tournaments on. At running back... That's a, that's a stanky hanky. That's really stanky. A running back, Carlos Williams, $3,400. Buffalo Bills. Listen, McCoy's probably not going to play this week. I'd be shocked if McCoy plays. Monitor the situation. If McCoy doesn't play, you got Carlos Williams going up against the Giants. He is a must-play steal it running back. He is the only running back in the league to have scored a touchdown each and every week thus far. The streak will not end in week four. Yeah, and listen, with Carlos Williams, he's 45% owned, but at that price point, you can't not play him. If he goes off, you're going to find yourself behind in a lot of these tournaments. It's just a guy that you just have to plug in there. You plug him in there, even with the equity, and you go for a guy like Ty Montgomery, and that's where you and, and that's where you really gain it. That's where you cash in. That's the money play. That's where you get that cash sheesh. Um, then at my my number two running back, and this is all dependent on the Marshawn Lynch situation. If on Sunday morning it is ruled that Marshawn Lynch will not play, Thomas Rawls for three thousand dollars, Seattle against against Detroit on Monday night is the play. Yeah, I almost rolled the dice with Rawls. I'm pretty sure that Lynch is not going to play. I just have a feeling based on reports that I've read. Um, and Rawls is a great guy that, you know, you can get on the dirt cheap. So think about this. And you're running back one, you go Carlos Williams. Running back two, you go with uh, Rawls. All of a sudden, you could just absolutely stack your wide receivers. You could stack your wide receivers. And let's face it, it's the year of the receiver. That's how you're going to win these uh, daily fantasy tournaments on DraftKings in a PPR situation especially. Yeah, in my flex spot, I always make it a point to put a wide receiver in my flex spot. I will refuse to put a running back in there. <laughs> especially this season. Especially yeah. this year. You just have to look at the numbers. It's the year of the wide receiver. And then my two tight end plays at $3,300. Let's, let's, let's go back to Buffalo here. Charles Clay, Big Chuck Clay. Chuck Clay. I mean, Jordan Reed looked really, really good against the Giants last week. Charles Clay looked really, really good last week. I play Charles Clay all day long against the Giants um, at $3,300. You could save some money there, and he could be a big, big play. Then, only at $2,600, dirt cheap. If Drew Brees plays, how about Benjamin Watson in New Orleans? That's, that's a really sneaky pick. If Benjamin Watson gets a touchdown and a few catches... I mean, you're, you're spending $2,600 for him. Absolutely, yeah. He's, he's a guy to look for. And then, uh, you know, if you had to go tanning with one of these guys, which guy are you going to go tanning with of your whole list? Like, I know Carlos Williams is a must-play, but who, who would you say of that list that you just went off of is an absolute must-play? Um, well, yeah, if, an absolute must-play is Carlos Williams. You have to play Carlos Williams this week at $3,400. LaShawn McCoy is not going to play. Sure, sure. But beyond Carlos Williams, who's your must-play? My must-play of the week beyond Carlos Williams is, you know what? Play Aaron Rodgers. He's a must-play. Yeah, that's the guy that I really like, too. Exactly who I would have 
gone with. So any other uh, tips or strategies that you want to let our audience know about for Survivor this week? Listen, those are my tips. I really like Ty Montgomery uh, a lot on the cheap. He's a guy where you could really win these DFS leagues. Play Carlos Williams confidently. Check out the Rawls and Marshawn Lynch situation. Go with Aaron Rodgers. Spend your money at QB this week against the beat-up 49ers team. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, why don't we make a little transition here into our rankings? Yeah, let's go into the Fantasy Flock rankings. We're going to start with quarterback. Going to go pretty quickly here. Uh, we've got Aaron Rodgers as the number one quarterback to play this Easy. week at San Francisco. San Francisco's defense is what we thought they were, and that's bad. You know, week one, they had a great outing against Minnesota, and it's been all downhill from there. San Francisco, they're going to be lucky to win three games this year. Very lucky. Qu- quarterback number two, and this might come as a little bit surprised to some people, it's Cam Newton. Cam, no, Cam no, Newton, no surprise here. Cam Newton at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's defense, not so good. Their run defense, really bad. Cam Newton, look for him to run for maybe close to 80 yards. And maybe two touchdowns. Yeah, he might get you that rush hush, which is always very valuable in DFS play. Number three, Andrew Luck. Obviously, we want to monitor that shoulder injury, but they're playing Jacksonville. Tom Brady lit up Jacksonville. Andrew Luck could do the same. I think that you play a lot of Colts and Jaguars this week. I think this is going to be a shootout game. Yeah, Matty Ice is our number four against Houston. Houston's got a great run D, but their pass D has not been that good. I think that Houston's going to stuff the run offense of uh, Devontae Freeman and Atlanta, and Matty Ice is going to just have a... A wonderful day. And number five, Derek Carr makes my list against Chicago. Yeah, Derek Carr, he's a pretty uh, solid play. Like I said, the only reason why you don't play him in daily is because a lot of people are going to be on this move. But Derek Carr is going to have a big day against Chicago. Yeah, Derek Carr, 24% owned in tournament play. He's a guy that you're going to want to do in like a 50-50 heads-up type of thing. But if you're playing him in the tournament, you're probably not going to win your tournament. Right, right. Uh, just He's too heavily owned right now. Sure. And then we have uh, running back six position and the running back position we have Matt Forte so Matt Forte is our number one of the week against the Raiders and number two we've got Le'Veon Bell uh, against Baltimore tonight number three Latavius Murray that's right Latavius Murray at Chicago Chicago basically sold off their entire defense for a couple of draft picks this week look for them to get even worse look for the Raiders just absolutely run 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 and run again We've got Jamal Charles at number four, pretty easy play. Steady Eddie Lacy at number five. And, of course, number six is AP. I threw a six in there because Ed Lacy and AP, right about the same. AP does have a difficult matchup in Denver, which is why he's not in the top three. Right. Wide receiver, even though he's dealing with a toe and uh, It's got to be Julio. It's got to be Julio. Julio, your number one receiver. It's not close. Demarius Thomas, number two. Breakout week? Breakout week, absolutely. Two touchdowns. You heard it here first. Odell Beckham against the stingy Bills defense. I think he'll have a great game in PPR format. I think Odell Beckham is a guy to look out for, actually, the rest of the year. I think he I think he is a stud. Yeah, I'm not so sure you could buy him low right now. However, you know, it's a guy that you could probably, you know, if someone said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you Odell Beckham for Antonio Brown, I might say yes to that. Right now, today, let's say you have a guy like Latavius Murray on your team. And it's PPR. And someone offers you Odell Beckham Jr. for Latavius Murray. What do you say? Yeah, it's a done deal. I, I, I stamp my name all over that. Uh, okay. I'd be happy to take Odell for Latavius. Absolutely. Number four, we've got A.J. Green coming off of a monster week. And then we've got number five, we've got Antonio Brown. 
again, we downgraded him just slightly, but it's still Antonio Brown. Still a top five guy, like we yeah. said. Still, still the best talent at the wide receiver position. Um, we are the fantasy flock. We're true to our word. And then uh, at tight end, why don't you read us off the tight end list here? We got uh, Jimmy Graham against Detroit. Jimmy Graham definitely came out last week. Uh, big play on Monday night. He's going to be the guy. He's uh, definitely starting to get acquainted with that offense. Greg Olson, number two. Against Tampa Bay, let's face it, he is Cam Newton's number one receiver. After him, it's uh, Tegan Jr., and Greg Olson is the guy there. Uh, number three, we got Travis Kelsey, who, against Cincinnati, I, I, I like the matchup. I think he could get some catches. Um, and uh, I really, really, really like Jordan Reed this week. Uh, against Philadelphia, Jordan Reed is a big part of that Washington Redskins offense. And I think he continues to make big plays, especially in a PPR format. Lots of catches. And then our boy Chucky Clay against the Giants this week. Huge Ooh, play. Tyra Taylor play. loves him. Awesome. So let's, uh, let's, let's go over to what the people come here for. And that, that, that's to win some money. Let's help them to win some money with this week's winners. That's right, your boy Cards in Charge bringing you the winners. And how have we been doing so far on these winners? We have not had a losing week yet. That's right. I have not lost you any money. And in fact, if you followed my picks last week, you went 3-1. and one. You took Vegas to the house. So what Steve is trying to say is you're welcome. In other words. So let's, uh, let's break it down. Miami Dolphins. On the road, or maybe it's a home game. It's, it's in London, where where the people don't know the difference between football and rugby. So I would say they're the home team there, and uh, we're we're taking the points. We're taking the one in the hook. Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins. I think they can win by more than a touchdown in this game. Dolphins win this game. The Jets don't show up. Yeah, I, I got the final score at twenty-seven to fourteen. And just to even make it even more crazy, I'm gonna say Ryan Fitzpatrick gets benched after this week. Wow. Well, that's a bold prediction. It's a bold right? prediction. I can't get on board with that. Um, that's sh- bold prediction of the week. I'm not sure if Gino's even healthy enough to start, is he? He's, he's, he was active last week. All right. All right. Good to know. And then we've got the New York Giants, plus five and a half. Listen, the Bills have a lot of injury uh, with some of their key pieces on offense. Sammy Watkins not being there is a big deal. The Giants, they played okay on defense, and their offense, it's pretty good. So I don't expect the Giants to win the game. But I expect them to cover the spread here. So we're talking 24-21, Bills win the game. But uh, it's almost like a, you know, another thing I like about this is it's kind of like a home game for the Giants. The crowd's going to be split 50-50. This game is in New York. It's in Buffalo. It's home field advantage for the Giants, even though it's in Buffalo. This one's going to be a wild one. It's going to be close. It's going to be a nail-biter. But at the end of the day, if you're taking the points, you're winning money. This is going to be a fun game to watch. It's not going to be a blowout. You definitely take the Giants in this at plus five and a half. Yeah, and a team that I like is the Denver Broncos minus seven. Mm-hmm. That's my third pick of the week. The reason I like the Denver Broncos minus seven is because I'm just not impressed with what Minnesota has done on their offensive side of the ball. They've literally done nothing. They beat the Chargers 31-14 last week, but when you look at what they gave up to Phillip Rivers – um, it, it just it was a lot, and their offense didn't do anything. So let's take the Broncos comfortably at minus seven. Yeah, I, I, I take a. I would say something like a um, a twenty-seven to fourteen type of game. Yeah, I don't even give. Uh, I don't even give them credit for that. Denver Broncos defense is really good. Sure. So I've actually got it down thirty-five-seven blowout. Wow, Steve, the card is in charge. We'll see about that. And then I'll tease you a little bit with a partial teaser, my favorite part of the teaser. It's a 10-point teaser. Again, you have to go to fantasyflock.com, click on our winner's section. It's free, and you can get the 10-point teaser there. But I like Kansas City plus 14. I, I like Kansas City plus 14 a lot in the teaser. 
Yeah, and it's easier. Let's do that. Let's lock that in. And let's, uh, again, go to fantasyflock.com, check that out, and we will uh, move right on over to Survivor. Why don't you kick us off here? Absolutely. Uh, Survivor this week, uh, hopefully you guys made it through week three. <laughs> Nowhere near as brutal as week two was. Um, week four, we got, we got some uh, interesting plays here. Uh, at the flock, we say right now the Green Bay Packers could be the best team in the league, correct? I think they're one. Of, yeah, they're, they're number one for me. Them in New England. Absolutely. So the Packers might be the best team in football. Um, they are on the road, but they're playing against this college team called the 49ers. Yeah, they are on the road, so that breaks one of our rules, uh, which is fine. Um, but Green Bay is the number one pick of the week. If you haven't used them yet, use them really comfortably because there's only just slightly under 10% of the pool is using the Packers, 9.5%. And part of the reason might be is because they used them in earlier weeks. Right. Uh, I know I've still got them in my back pocket, and it's a team that I'm absolutely going to be using this week. Your cheesehead this week. Yeah, yeah. And, you know... That, that's one game that I really like. Number, sure. Number two is the San Diego Chargers at home against uh, the Cleveland Browns. And this is another low-owned game. Uh, it's 17.5%. It's going to be the number two selection off the board. Right. No, number one selection is at 26.5% of the pool picking the Colts, believe it or not, um, playing the Jags. But I like the Chargers. Now, if you wanted to save the Chargers, not going to blame you for doing that. They actually played the Bears at home uh, in uh, week nine on November 9th. So, you know, the only difference between playing the Bears today and then is that Jay Cutler will be in that game. For sure. But I think the Chargers will win that game with ease. That could actually be a double-digit uh, line. Here's another thing going on in Cleveland. A lot of the players are, peti- are petitioning for Johnny Manziel to be the starter. And when players start getting not supporting the starting quarterback, what does that usually do to teams? Yeah, it's not a good thing. And uh, so there's a lot of turmoil there. Take the Chargers. Pick them comfortably. Also, Philip Rivers could have a a huge week this week. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, the guy in one of my sleepers of the week is Melvin Gordon in DFS. Mel BG. Think about this. Cleveland has the worst run defense. They've averaged 158.3 yards per game on the ground. I was going to say, if it's not Gordon, it could be Woodhead, too. Yeah, I mean, so actually, I think it's Gordon. Gordon, we saw have a a bigger workload last week. I think he out-touched Denny Woodhead. Uh, by like two thirds of the of the time, so let's just hope that Gordon gets those touchdown looks. Yes, let's let's hope for that. But either way, Chargers will run the ball with ease, and they should also win with ease. Now let's get a little riskier here, and let's talk about let's a, get a little team. stinky. Well, let's talk about a team that's going to be really low owned. Only about two percent of all people in Survivor. One of my pools. favorite teams to watch in the NFL right now, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, the Oakland Raiders. You know what? You got to get them out of the way this year. They're not a terrible team, and I think this is probably the best week to use them on the road at Chicago. Also, I'll, I'll say it like this: If Jimmy Clausen plays, you got to go with the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Monitor the Jay Cutler situation. That could influence your decision. That could influence the line a little bit too. But uh, I think Oakland wins without Jay Cutler. I think Oakland wins by two scores. So lock this pick in. Absolutely. Uh, moving right along to what may be considered a safer pick, 10-point uh, favorites. The Seattle Seahawks, Monday night game against Detroit. Um, it does break our, our primetime game situation, but the Lions are 0-3. The Seahawks are looking to go 500 here. Seahawks usually show up in the primetime. Yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, I hate taking primetime games. Me too. 
But I also rank this game just a little bit lower because Seattle's used in about 50% of the pools. They're so used and abused. A lot of you don't have them. So that's why I didn't rank them number one this week or number two. But also, I anticipate a really, really close game here. If you're looking for a Vegas pick, go ahead and take Detroit. I think Seattle wins the game, but you're going to have to grind it out. 17-14. Detroit could be a really another really good Vegas pick. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, teams that I really want you to fade this week, let's fade the Colts. Historically, Andrew Luck, yeah, he's torched divisional opponents over the last couple of years. But, you know, this could be a trap game. The Jags are desperate, and the Colts just haven't been firing on all cylinders. The Colts Luck, could be 0-3 right now. Luck's uh, a little bit injured as well. Let's save the Colts until they actually prove that they're a team worth picking. Sure. Number two is the Buffalo Bills. So the Buffalo Bills, they're actually pretty heavily picked. Um, I'm sorry, they're not. They're only uh, 2% picked. I expect maybe a little higher than that. And, and there, may, there may be a reason for that. I mean, it's an in-state game. The Bills have some injuries like McCoy and Watkins. Watch out for that game. It, 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 I don't like it. I, I still think the Giants think that they could be 3-0. and And, you know, they want to prove that they're the New York team. Yeah, and in Week 7, Buffalo plays Jacksonville. And in Week 15, they play Washington. So let's just hold let's off on save, the Bills. Let's save those dollar bills. Yeah, and then we look at number three, another team to hold on to if you haven't used them already, is the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of people are taking the Cardinals this week. 11% of all pool, all picks and pools will be on the Arizona Cardinals. The Since 2012, the Rams and the Cardinals have gone 3-3 three and three against each other. I don't like this division rivalry. The Rams always show up to play their division rivalries. This yep. game's way too close for comfort. Just fade this game for now. Never pick against St. Louis in a division rivalry game. And the other one uh, I'm fading is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta, yeah, they're trending in the right direction at 3-0, but if Arian Foster plays this week, is the Atlanta Falcons defense going to be able to stop him? I mean, Joey Randall rushed for three touchdowns last year, um, and they gave up 127 yards on the ground and four, four rushing touchdowns against Dallas last week. So... When we look in the future with Atlanta and a reason why we're going to hold off on them, they're going to be playing Washington, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Jacksonville later in the season. Don't take the Falcons. I, I, I hate to use the word luck when it comes to sports, unless we're talking about the quarterback for the Colts. But I think the Falcons are lucky 3-0 and right now. Yeah, they they are. Like like we said earlier, they could easily be 1-2. and two. Uh, Don't want to take away their, their 3-0 start, but... I mean, they they played some really close games. Notable mention, if you don't like any of the four picks, Denver Broncos, I think they win the game. Uh, I'd rather save the Broncos for later in the season if I can. Uh, Yeah, I think they blow them out. But um, I'd rather see you go with one of the top four picks there. And anything else you want to mention for Survivor, or should we move into the grab bag? Let's go right into that grab bag. All right, grab bag. So Charles in Ohio asks, should I start... Murray or Ryan Matthews this week? And by Murray, I think he means DeMarco Murray. Yeah, it's got to be DeMarco Murray um, in that question. Um, if, if DeMarco Murray plays and starts, I start DeMarco Murray. Yeah, I guess you got to go with DeMarco Murray. Uh, you can't start Ryan Matthews over him. I kind of regretfully start. say it, too, because Ryan Matthews looked really good last week, and I like the guy. He looks fantastic on his 25 carries. Uh, but, yeah, DeMarco Murray is your start. Charles, Stephen New York wants to know, if he should drop Andre Johnson or Marquise Colson for either Rashard Matthews or Teddy Ginn. I'll, I'll let you chime in here. Ooh. <laughs> who would have thought that in week four, who would have thought that before the season started that I'd say in week four that I like Ted Ginn as the best option of this group right now. 
Not me. I wouldn't have thought that. But right now, Rashard Matthews has looked great. But I expect his production to go way down. I think Rashard Matthews has had a great three weeks. He could have another pretty good week against the Jets. Maybe, maybe not. Long-term, Devontae Parker is the man there. And Jarvis Landry is the number one guy there. Don't don't go crazy on Rashard Matthews. Don't let the stats fool you. People are going to try and sell him very, very... Sell him this week. But listen, I sold him this week. I did it too. I actually picked him up to sell him. I do not like Rashard Matthews long-term. Marquez Colston just turned 85. Andre Johnson just turned 86. They actually had birthdays in the same day. Ted Ginn's actually the guy that I like out of this group. Um, I would drop either Andre Johnson or Marquez Colston for Ted Ginn. It's pretty crazy that we're talking about dropping Andre Johnson. But yeah, for Ted Ginn, I, I drop Andre Johnson for both Rashard Matthews and Teddy Ginn. Yeah. Uh, just, just not feeling uh, the Andre Johnson train right now. Uh, Rashard Matthews, to Seth's point, he's going to lose his job to Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker is going to be the man that you want to own. If he's available on the waiver wire, check <laughs> him out. Ted Ginn's the play this week over the those two. Uh, Jets defense, they only allow touchdowns 17% of the time in the red zone. Uh, one of the best numbers in fantasy football. And moving to Chris in Louisiana, Louisiana. he has a trade dispute question. Ooh. So I'm excited about this. It's one of our... Uh, many trade disputes that we've handled, um, but this is one of the first that we're handling on air. And they're having a dispute in, in their league. Uh, C.J. Spiller and Andre Johnson for uh, Jeremy Hill and Doug Baldwin. Is that a fair trade? It, it wouldn't be vetoed, I don't think. I don't think you could veto that trade. I'd rather be on the side of Jeremy Hill and Doug Baldwin. Yeah, so, you know, it's a fair. It, it's not a fair trade, but... Is it vetoable? No, because there's some upside with Spiller. Jeremy Hill, he hasn't done anything in the last two weeks. Um, you know, Andre Johnson, now look at the other side of the, the deal. Andre Johnson for Doug Baldwin is basically what you're doing. I mean, both those guys are cuttable. So, um, you know, it's a lateral trade. It's, it's, we're not going to veto it. So you got to let the trade go through. You got to, you know, I, I hope to be on the side of Jeremy Hill here, and I hope he turns it on. Absolutely, and then uh, Marlene in Baltimore wants to know if she should trade C.J. Anderson for Carlos Hyde. I would definitely trade C.J. Anderson for Carlos Hyde. I wouldn't think twice about it. I don't care if he turns it on. I don't want anything to do with him. He said he he doesn't care about fantasy football. Well, guess what? I don't care about him. Yeah, uh, and C.J. Anderson, just so you know, fantasy football is part of the reason you get paid what you get paid, so I hope you start to like it. And Carlos Hyde, listen, the guy didn't have a great week in week three, but that's because San Francisco got behind quick with two pick sixes to start the first quarter. So Carlos Hyde, great guy to own. He's a great running back, too. He's going to be stable. Lots of talent there. He's actually really good. If you watch him play, he looks really good. Do this deal. The fantasy flock, we stamp our name all over it. Ryan in Orlando wants to know if you would trade Carlos Williams for Marshawn Lynch. I mean, it sounds crazy on paper. I I mean, right now, Carlos Williams looks like a stud. But here's the thing. It's not a smart trade to trade Lynch away for a guy that may lose his job to LaShawn McCoy when McCoy is healthy. (laughs) It's crazy because it's really close. It is close today, but when you look at Long-term three Lynch. weeks from now when LaShawn McCoy's hamstring fully heals, <laughs> Carlos Williams might be an afterthought. So. Unless it doesn't, and then you look like a genius for the Carlos Williams side. So, you know, for one week only, maybe two weeks, Carlos Williams is going to be great. He's the only running back to score every single week. 
uh, up to this point of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he scores again in week four. But long term, I want Lynch. Here's the thing. It depends what type of guy you are. If you're a long-term commitment guy, you know, Lynch is the guy. But here's the thing. What if you need a receiver, but you want a really good play this week? Lynch may not play this week. What if you do that? What if you get Carlos Williams? What if Williams goes off and you sell him high for the receiver that you need next week? I mean, it depends how active you are, too. Um, Is it a smart trade? No. Keep Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Or or no, no, do that deal. Because I think what he's asking is he wants to receive Lynch for Carlos Williams. Do that deal. Oh, do that deal. Ryan, do that deal, man. Get all over it, Ryan. And then Bruno in New York wants to know who he should start, Forsett or TJ Yeldon. How about neither and see who's on the waiver wire? (laughs) You know, for me, if I had to choose between these two guys, it's definitely Yeldon. Uh, Forsett, last week he saw 81% of the carries, which is really good. Um, so he's seeing the volume. He just needs to turn that volume into production. But this week, uh, because of the matchup, I'm leaning Yeldon. I would lean Yeldon. <laughs> of course, now that we say that, Forsett's going to have that breakout week. Of course. I mean, well, all we do is jinx these players. That's what we do here at the Fantasy Flock. It just feels good. Absolutely. So on that note, don't forget to go to FantasyFlock.com. Go ahead click on our winners. Ask us a question. Check out our Survivor article. There he is. And there they are.